She rants, she raves, she's got a really big mouth. She prays, she swears, and most importantly, she's here to help you believe in you. Welcome to the Prayers and Swears podcast. Good morning, happy Friday. Welcome to the Prayers and Swears podcast. I'm your host, Trina Dingman, aka Gracie Girl Gone Clean. I'm so excited to continue the conversation from last week. We're talking about the big V. Um, and I'm just going to preface this, this again in case you missed last week's episode. I totally want to say, please go back and listen to it. It's totally full of value. But I'm just going to read something that I read at the beginning of last week's episode to kind of get you going, especially if you didn't catch that yet. So, I um, have been researching the big V, obviously, like everybody on the planet and, you know, just feeling really unsettled in my spirit. And I was up until like three o'clock in the morning, multiple nights researching and reading and trying to get the right information and trying to make sure that A, I did my own research and didn't base it on just like social media posts. Um, B, that I, I just wanted to make the right decision for me. And so again, I just want to say I'm not hosting this like talking about this topic because I want to pressure anybody to make any specific decisions. You got to make your own decision of what you think is right. Um, I just wanted to share the information that I'm discovering and things that are helping me make the right decision for myself. Um, and I will just read this and then I'm going to introduce our guests. So I messaged a couple friends of mine who are um, educated professionals and asked their, asked their, just their opinion. And, um, the one uh, friend of mine declined, you know, to come on and talk to us here, but she did say this. And I, I had just said, you know, maybe I'm just like being a misinformed citizen. I'm probably overthinking the whole thing and just being a spaz. And she said, I don't think you're a misinformed citizen. I think you're overwhelmed with the amount of information available at your fingertips. And it's difficult to navigate what is trustworthy, scientific based information and what is just someone's opinion that is quite convincing. And I was like, wow, like that spoke volumes to me. So um, last week I had my friend Renee on. And this week I just want to introduce you to my friend Sandra. I'm going to just leave her last name out to give her some privacy. She is an amazing super mom who's actually 40 weeks pregnant and was still kind enough to come on and offer to talk to me. But she is a medical scientist. And this is why I wanted to have her on and just share her thoughts because I value her opinion and um, I thought something she had to say might be valuable to you too. So Sandra, welcome and thank you so much for spending some time with me. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited actually to do this with you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and I just want to say like we have not pre-rehearsed anything. I'm huge on authenticity and just like put it out there. Like whatever comes from your spirit, say it and just... You know, and like I say to everybody all the time, if this is for you, brilliant. Chew up the fruit, like take in the nourishment into your spirit and let it feed you. And if it's not for you, spit out the seeds, like take in what applies to you and then friggin' spit out what you don't. But so I would just love to know from your standpoint, I mean, like I, I think a lot of people and find themselves on Facebook or Instagram or something and, and they go down the rabbit hole and they freak themselves out reading all these opinions and I mean, you obviously, I think you have so much more than just an opinion. You know, you have a background in education in this. And I just would love to hear some of your thoughts on everything that's going on right now. Well, that is, you know, the problem and the perk of social media. Mm -hmm. Social media is a wonderful thing in, 
you know, we get to connect with people like we are right now. Um, you know, technology is wonderful, but because of that, it also gives everyone a platform, right? Totally. So it's not hard when it comes to the internet to find, uh, information to support your bias mm -hmm. so whatever you're kind of leaning towards you know the vaccine is good the vaccine is bad it's not hard to find many supporting articles to kind of prove your bias mm -hmm. and one of the issues that we are seeing is that everyone believes that their opinion is relevant and i don't mean that in a rude way but i mean i'm not going to assume that I know better than a doctor or a plumber or a chef or whatever, just because I read an article on it. Uh, just like you're not going to get a, a doctor to fix your plumbing or whatever the case may be, totally. right? So yes, people are entitled to their opinions, but their opinion isn't as valuable as somebody that actually works in the field, has studied the field, has spent time doing the research and the work and i think there's just been a lot of misconceptions about this pandemic from the start mm -hmm. which has led to a lot of the hesitancy mm. you know there's been so much back and forth and masks are good masks don't work totally. <laughs> you know you have to sanitize everything oh actually you don't right. and you know it's confusing and one of the things that i will say is we've never really lived in a time with social media and we've you know most of us have not lived during any kind of pandemic where it has unfolded in real time totally you know we we read about the spanish flu we read about polio and TB and smallpox and all these things. And they were figuring out things as they went as well mm -hmm. with those things, but it wasn't being podcasted or reported or posted on media every day. And then, Oh, we're reneging on this now because we figured something else out. Right. Totally. It was just sort of like, now we read about it and read about the conclusions that they had come to, but we never saw it unfold in real time. So part of the problem with this pandemic, I believe, is that because we're living it day to day and things are changing day to day, that is giving people not a lot of trust mm -hmm. in their government, in their medical professionals, in the science. And I personally feel that that's understandable. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were in a relationship with somebody and they told you something different every day or went back on their word or what they had said last week, you'd have some trust issues. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the lack of trust that some people have is understandable. And I don't necessarily feel that it has to be extreme. Like it's not just like you're either pro shot or an anti-vaxxer. You can be a not anti-vaxxer. Like you can be vaccinated and still have vaccine hesitancy mm -hmm. towards the COVID vaccine because it's relatively new. People feel it was rushed. It's a new technology. There's been some side effects, you know, noted. So vaccine hesitancy is a real thing. And I personally, I'm pro-vaccine, mm -hmm. but I feel that the hesitancy is understandable. Mm -hmm. So as you mentioned, I'm 40 weeks pregnant. Yes. I yes. was given the option to get 
the vaccine, Mm -hmm. being pregnant, and I made the personal choice not to do it, Mm -hmm. which surprises some people because I have worked in vaccine research. I work at the lab that does all the COVID testing. I work at the lab that distributes all the vaccines for the province that I live in but I still chose not to do it. Will I get the vaccine once I have the baby? Absolutely. Am I excited at the potential that the antibodies will cross the breast milk and give the baby a form of protection? Absolutely. So if I trust the vaccine, why didn't I do it pregnant? And the fact of the matter just came down to it. I did not feel that it was the right choice for me. I am an older pregnant lady. This is my one and only chance to have this baby on the very, very minimal chance that something would happen. I don't get a redo. Obviously, we don't get a redo on a life anyway. That's not what I'm trying to say. But there there would just be no future baby, period. And uh, I just figured, you know, for me, I'm off work. I'm able to isolate, uh, social distance, wear a mask, wash my hands, my exposure and my... Um, my risks are very low. Mm. Now, maybe if I was a nurse in the hospital, you know, working ICU patients and stuff, my opinion would have changed. And I would have much rather taken my chance with the vaccine versus my chance of getting COVID. But Mm. I feel that my chances of getting COVID are very small just because of my lifestyle. Totally. So for me, I just chose not to do it. Um, They have deemed the vaccine safe in pregnancy. But a lot of that is theoretical and hypothetical and based on other vaccines that are similar that have been given in pregnancy. So for me, that wasn't enough. That just wasn't good enough for me. I'm not trying to talk other pregnant women out of getting it. Mm -hmm. I definitely think there's a lot of factors to look at. There's obviously, you know, how much are you being exposed? Are you an essential worker? Are you out there? You know, but... If I wasn't pregnant, I would have had the vaccine back in January because as a as a phase one healthcare worker, I was eligible a long time ago, uh, and I and I will get the vaccine, but uh, I don't have it yet. So I I realize that this might make me sound like a hypocrite, but I was just trying to go on the point that I made that you're not necessarily an anti-vaxer just because you have concerns or hesitancy. And I feel that conversations and speaking with your healthcare provider about your concerns and things like that shouldn't be so taboo. Like as soon as you ask a question about the vaccine, it's just like, oh my God, you're an anti-mask, anti-vaxxer, COVID conspirator. And I don't think that that's true, right? Like there there can be an in-between. If you think COVID's a fake conspiracy well that's a whole other conversation and I honestly I'm not even gonna address those people because (laughs) if you if you can't see that it's real at this point fine you know but uh as far as vaccines go I I would like everyone who can to get the vaccine because I think that you know this that is going to be one of the main factors of this virus going away and us getting back to some normalcy. But Mm -hmm. the longer the rollout takes and the more mutations that can happen, I don't know that that will be enough. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. So. I'm just, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for being willing to come on and like just share from your heart and honestly. And I mean, like I said, I mean, you just explained you're right in the thick of it. Um, you know, working in the lab, dealing with that. And for you to make a decision like that, I just love that you were A, brave enough to share that. Um, again, I don't think that makes you a hypocrite. And this is why I so wanted to just share different opinions from different views. And I, I'm not trying to call anybody out one way or another. I think people need to make the right decision. But I also, my thing is I just, I want people to be informed and I want people to make the right decision and not just based on, you know, necessarily a, a, a Facebook post, or there's a lot of fear mongering happening out there. And there's, and like you said, it's, there's, it's happening in real time. And so for people to be seen, you know, like they're, they're still working on, you know, things are changing day to day. And I get that. So for sure, it makes it make, especially for somebody like me who, I mean, this is not my area of expertise. And, um, and I want to make the right decision, not just for myself, but for my family, for, you know, the people I'm going to be around. And, you know, obviously I do, I do have a social media presence and I want to be able to share something of value that will bless somebody else's life. Like, that's what I'm always thinking about. And so, um, I just really, really love that you were able to come at this from such an amazing viewpoint and for you to be able to share that wholeheartedly. And I just, um, I, I want to know if you don't mind, and I don't know if this is too much to ask, so please feel like if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. I know now they're they're seeing that children 12 and over can be vaccinated. So how do you feel about that? Do you mind if I ask you about that? Well, to be honest, we all kind of care what we care about. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> Because I don't have kids in that like age group, right? Um, I, I don't really... Oh, that sounds so bad to say. No, 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 no. Really <laughs> but like, so, so my kids are 16 and 18. Right. And I, uh, and they already have their appointments to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable with that. Uh, you know, they lowered the age to 12 mm -hmm. with, I'm assuming, more studies and, you know, research. They've clearly given the vaccine to kids that age. Uh, one of the things I want to say, so to answer this kind of in a roundabout way, vaccines are made to mimic the virus. They're made to mimic like that you've been exposed or had it to create an immune response so that when you are exposed to the real virus, your body has antibodies and fights it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so even if the vaccine hasn't been tried and tested on, let's say, pregnant people, 12-year-old kids, babies, or whatever. People of every age group, sex, you know, race, etc., have had the virus. Mm -hmm. And so based off that, you know, if 12 to 15-year-olds have gotten the virus and they've they've come out okay with it. And they've done trials on 12 to 15 year olds with the vaccine and they've done okay with it. Then again, I'm going to say theoretically mm -hmm. children aged 12 to 15 are okay to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So if I had a kid aged 12 to 15, would I book an appointment for them to get a vaccine? Yes. Right. My answer is yes. Uh, and I do 
personally believe that the vaccines are safe. I think that, um, again, like I said, vaccine hesitancy is okay. People people should ask questions. People should do their research. And when I say research, I don't mean watch a conspiracy theory YouTube, <laughs> but like maybe, you know, speak to an actual healthcare provider with their concerns. Uh, there is a lot of vaccine hesitancy on false information. Mm-hmm. And I find that that is very dangerous. People are talking about like, you know, now you can shed the spike protein and like, make women infertile. I don't mean, I, I'm not even quoting it right because it's just so ridiculous. Right. I don't. Right. So there is so much misinformation there and it's like, no, the spike protein that the vaccine is mimicking is the spike protein in COVID. Mm-hmm. So if the spike protein in COVID doesn't shed and make women around them infertile, why would the vaccine, right? Like, so it's just sort of, thinking outside the box and being like does this actually make sense or is someone just saying this because they want to sabotage the vaccine campaign right right? um and it's hard it's hard being a human because no one trusts big pharma no one trusts bill gates and everyone thinks (laughs) that we're getting microchipped even though we are you know speaking on cell phones right now that are definitely (laughs) tracking our locations and stuff and I don't know. It's just as complicated. It They're is. changing the bar all the time. They mm-hmm. first said no for pregnant women. Then they said yes for pregnant women. Then they said no one under 18. Then they said up to 16. Then they said 12. So as a parent who's making a decision for your child, again, if you're hesitant to get your child vaccinated, I don't blame you for yeah. that. But at the end of the day, you need to think of the risk and outweigh that versus like like doing a pros and cons list okay so maybe maybe 12 to 15 year olds aren't affected by the covid virus that badly but they go to school right and then they have teachers at that school and eas at that school and parents at home Mm -hmm. and we have seen proven that kids are bringing the virus home and like killing their parents and grandparents yeah. because now it's you no know, killing people in their thirties and forties. Mm-hmm. And there was a point here where I live where 80% of our ICU beds were people under 45. It's really affecting the variants are really affecting people. So again, you, it, it's something that I personally wouldn't tell you what to do either way. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that that's my job. I think being a parent trumps, anything else and I truly believe that every parent just wants to do what they feel is best for their kid nobody sets out and is like I want my kid to die today like nobody does that why would you have one (laughs) so like if you are worried that the vaccine is going to hurt your kid for whatever reason because your kid does terrible with other vaccines or your kid has allergies or your kid had Bell's palsy when they were younger from a vaccine reaction or something, and you don't feel comfortable giving them the vaccine fair. But if you don't want to give them the vaccine because you think that they're going to grow a third arm or Bill Gates is going to track their movements (laughs) or whatever, then I think you're just ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I love everything you said. And I, 
I'm so excited for people to hear what you have to say. And and one other thing I just want to point out, because I know you and I have kind of had like a few previous conversations just back and forth because we, we, we've been chatting on the gram for a long time now. And um, I'm already just, I've, uh, part of the reason I was so attracted to you in the beginning, I was in awe that you could keep plants alive. I have one plant, one bamboo plant I've had for 11 years and I kill everything else. So I just like <laughs> was fascinated by your plant knowledge and your abilities. Um, but I just, um, I love that you actually pointed out to me in a past conversation that we had that a lot of people think this is only new technology. Maybe it was you, maybe it was my girlfriend Renee. I'm sure it was you though. And I think you said something along the lines of like, this is this coronavirus thing. It's not technically new because we had SARS and we had all these other things. And so there was already research happening that is still in the same sort of family. It's not like this is some brand new thing that just came out of nowhere that we don't know anything about at all, right? No, that's right. They they have been doing research on this since SARS was a thing. And again, I'm I hate to use pregnancy brain as an excuse for everything, <laughs> but I I don't remember when SARS was a thing. I don't yeah. remember if it was like 06 or 09. But so there's been years of research and and coronaviruses themselves, like even when SARS came out you know, it's not new. Like the common cold is a form of coronavirus. There's lots of different types of coronaviruses. Um, that's just like a, a class of viruses. So right. um, we already understand the virus. We understand how they work, you know, um, on a cellular level. So a lot of, a lot of the reasons why, um, vaccines or other pharmaceuticals take a long time is it's usually held up for funding or there's some sort of red tape the reason why this was able to happen as quickly as it did was just because this was like a global effort it was a race against time it was like all hands on deck people sharing their research you know um people jumping on to the sars research that happened many years ago adding to that uh you know, it's not, it's not new. It's not like we're doing something totally new. Uh, yes, the Pfizer Moderna vaccine or mRNA vaccines, which we haven't used before, but that's still not a new concept. Mm -hmm. And then I know there's a lot of bad press about AstraZeneca right now, which is actually very unfortunate. I feel, I feel that, uh, they just sort of got I don't know why I realized that, you know, blood clots are a scary thing and you don't want to die from them, but just the amount of people that die from blood clots from birth control or airplanes or pregnancy is so much higher than a vaccine. I don't even know if, I don't even know that I believe that they're related. Right. I mean, they've said now it is like that they've proven that VITD will happen from AstraZeneca in like four in a million or I don't know, the number changes all the time too. But um, the AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson vaccines use the same technology that we've used for essentially every other mm. vaccine out there, you know, flu shot, the MMR. I'm so glad you brought that up because I almost forgot that I wanted to ask about that. But like, I know another girlfriend of mine who's a nurse was saying, you know, what is it one in 10,000 that gets a blood clot from birth control? And how many women are out there popping birth control pills? Or maybe it was more than that. I can't remember. I know, but I know the number was very much relatively lower than what we're seeing from like the AstraZeneca or whatever. So when I, um, I was, I was married for 18 years. And when I was 36 years old, uh, 
my ex and I split and I never had to worry about birth control because we have two children together. He had a vasectomy. And at 36 years old, I went out to try to find birth control. And as the 36 year old woman who smoked, no one would give me birth control. Wow. Like I, I wasn't eligible for the shot, the patch, the ring, the pill. My only option was either a tubal ligation. I don't even know how to say mm-hmm. that. That's terrible. That I work in <laughs> and or an IUD. And, you know, because the risk of blood clots is so much higher once you're already in that age group, plus I'm a little chunky, plus I'm a smoker. So, you know, it's just like, they know that blood clots are a real thing and birth control. And they'll like warn you if you have coexisting factors, which in my case, I had three, I had like age, smoking and obesity. And, uh, but you know, with the shot, it just seemed like with the vaccine, I should say, I don't like the word shot actually. (laughs) Uh, they're just giving it to anybody, right? Right? Like they just, it's just like, go get the first shot you can get, go, go, go get it. And so they weren't even looking at like, maybe you're high risk because you're already on birth control. Right. Maybe you're high risk because you're a smoker. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're high risk because you don't get off the couch because we're in a pandemic and you can't leave your house and <laughs> potato chips are delicious. You know? so then, and then all of a sudden now people are getting blood clots. And they're like, it's the vaccine. Well, I'm not saying it's not the vaccine, but I'm also not saying it's just the vaccine. So I have friends that are skinny, young, in shape, who've gone to Thailand, you know, and they have a blood clot in their leg from being in the plane for that long. And then there's me who, (laughs) like I just described myself, I'm 41, I'm pregnant, I lay around all day and knock on wood, I've never had a blood clot. But, you know, if you looked at the two of us, I should be the one getting the blood clot versus, you know, my 21-year-old friends that are flying across the country. Right. Um, So I feel that AstraZeneca has a bad rap. However, if the FDA or the government or whoever is saying that they don't feel comfortable using it in the population, that's fine. I can respect that. I think it's a waste, unfortunately. I also will say that I personally would get that vaccine. I would feel completely comfortable getting that vaccine. I would feel completely comfortable having my loved ones get the vaccine. I don't feel that it is the vaccine. I feel it's a very rare thing. I think if we did anything on a large scale, I think if we took 5 million people and made them all drink Gatorade and, um, you know, a thousand of them died of a heart attack, we would all say was the Gatorade but in reality you know that's just the odds of how many people in five million were going to have a heart attack that day so we're we're vaccinating on such a large scale globally you know I don't even know what the number is today because honestly since I've been on mat leave I've just kind of shut off COVID news (laughs) so I'm a little rusty on my stats but let's just say like 40 million vaccines were administered you know in wherever Europe or something and like a thousand people got a blood clot I think that that's how many people would have gotten a blood clot anyway right if they didn't have the vaccine so people are very focused on things that scare them absolutely and again that's human nature I'm not judging I don't want a blood clot 
No, I don't want to survive the pandemic and get a vaccine and then die from a blood clot in my brain. Like that no. would be the most tragic, tragic. But like, I just, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, and then like what? Like you get a vaccine and then like, say you're an older person, you get a vaccine, you get a stroke a week later. Are you now blaming that stroke on the vaccine or would you have gotten the stroke anyway? Because you're old and smoked your whole life and eat way too much salt like this is what I'm going to with my aunt right now actually she's 80 years old she got vaccinated about six weeks ago and she suffered a stroke last week um Mm. she is doing better thank goodness but like she's been complaining of high blood pressure for a year and wouldn't go to a doctor right so like I don't believe the vaccine caused the stroke but she has that doubt in her mind right there's just so many factors. And and I think that's where people have a hard time. Like, like you said, you know, we, we can read into anything. And I just, that's it so much why I wanted to have you on was just somebody with an actual background in medical science that has actually worked in the field and has a valuable opinion. And again, people will form whatever opinion they want from this. I'm not, I'm not trying to push one thing or another on anybody. I just want people to be informed and to um, most importantly, do their own research, and and I don't mean Facebook posts. I don't mean that stuff either. You know, so no, I agree with you. You know, myself included. Um, yes, I do have a medical background. Yes, I work like in a lab, and you know, I've been doing this since two thousand and five. So I have a lot of knowledge in the area, even though it probably doesn't sound like it. But I also am not trying to push any sort of opinion down anybody's throat. I think that we as people should try to be more understanding of people's choices. And I think that we should choose kindness always. That would be the biggest message. Not everything has to be a fight. I get a lot of inbox messages from people who don't believe in PCR testing, they don't believe in masks, they don't believe in things. And there's people that I will entertain because they will ask me questions, like genuinely will ask me questions, I will answer them. And then they might be like, but what about this? What about this? What about this? And I will give them the facts as they are, and they can do with that as they want. And as long as they're respectful and not, you know what I mean? I will entertain people with a different opinion always because I think that a lot of um we just got cut off because I usually actually record podcasts on my phone this is the first well pardon me this is the second time I've actually recorded it um properly on a laptop like some kind of professional so we just got cut off in the middle of our conversation but I just wanted to wrap this up anyway and just say thank you for sharing your time for sharing your uh educated opinion and Um, and for being so non-biased in how you shared everything, I just, I, again, value everything you had to say so, so much. And I, I know a lot of people are going to find this information so valuable in helping them make the right decision for them. Um, and as I let you go, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to sort of wrap up your own, if there's anything else you wanted to leave us with or. Well, I wanted to thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I look forward to hopefully being able to come out your way this summer. Yes. And, and uh, I love BC. I'm always happy when I'm out there. 
And uh, yeah, no, I uh, thank you for listening to my rambling. Uh, Again, I'm just going to say I'm not a doctor, so I'm not giving anyone any medical advice. I think that people need to make the decision that is best for them. Totally. And uh, I I just hope that people are safe and that they choose kindness every day over everything else. Totally. And I think that's what it's all about is us just being kind and considerate and respecting each other and and like, I, I just, if anything, I think that this pandemic has really taught us that relationships are so important, that loving people, oh, being God. kind, you know, being considerate, being grateful. Like we have to, I know there's a lot of negative that's come out of this whole situation, but there's also a lot of positive in that. I think people are starting to really understand that value is not in things. It's not in stuff. It's not in, and don't get me wrong. I am all for women being ambitious. Go get your goals, get your money, honey, like work hard, like do all those things. But at the end of the day, what really matters is, you know, connection to other humans. You know, what kind of legacy are we leaving on this earth? Are we leaving this earth a better place than it was when we got here? You know, are we affecting the world in a positive way and, you know, leaving that behind? I think that's the most important thing. Um, But yeah, anyway, I just, uh, I I could get like so emotional just talking about this. But I feel like even this, like just the fact that we can sit here and have this non-biased conversation and it's about just respecting each other and, and, and loving each other and sharing that love with the world. I think that's the most important thing. So it's exciting. So congratulations again to you. Um, hopefully, oh, thank you. hopefully the baby shows up soon and you can sleep comfortably again. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> I know that end when you feel like that there's just a human taking up your entire body and you can't breathe and you can't move. It's so hard. So <laughs> yes. yeah. So hopefully before your hot weather comes back in Saskatchewan there, you'll, you'll have a precious little babe to, to keep you busy and um, you'll be able to wear a tube top comfortably again. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, have I'm going to have to hit you up for some uh, postpartum workout advice. So. Hey, I will be here, sister, anytime, anytime. Have an amazing freaking weekend. Um, Enjoy your long weekend. And again, thank you so much, Sandra. I totally value your time, your opinion. And I just appreciate that you could do this for me today. So thank you so much. Thanks again for having me. Have a great long weekend. Thanks. say thank you again so much for joining me this week. Um, I know this episode was a lot longer than I kind of intended it to be, but I just loved uh, listening to Sandra. And I just, more importantly than anything, when I, every time I do a podcast, I am just praying that it brings you some value. And my goal is to every week, some way, somehow add some value in the world. And um, I just know this is such a hot topic right now. And like I said in the beginning, this has kept me up for hours and days. And I just really needed some personal peace on this. And I just really wanted to share what I have found that has brought me some peace in hopes of doing the same for somebody else. Um, So I really pray this brought you some peace. And I am praying uh, for all of you that are listening that, you know, you are making the right decision for you. And, um... You know, for those of you who share my faith, just remember that, you know, God is bigger than any vaccine, any pandemic, any anything. Um, And, you know, that was the, the thing that really came to me that, you know, whatever you feel is right in your spirit, 
you know, that's between you and your maker. That's between you and your creator. So just please, please, please be aware of the information that you are discovering that you're uh, and that you're sharing on social media. Social media can be such a powerful tool that can be so positive or it can be so, so negative. Please, you know, be aware that you're, you know, doing your research if you're sharing stories about the pandemic, the vaccine, for anything for that matter. Like, <laughs> this is a whole other topic I could talk about for friggin' hours. But there's so much fake crap out on social. And we just really have to discern, you know, what is real and what is fake, um, you know, and question everything that we are seeing, you know, reading and most importantly, sharing, because, you know, the last thing we want to do is pass on false truths to anyone um, that that's really important to me. So again, I just really hope this episode helped bring you some peace. And um, again, if you found value in it, please do share it with somebody else and help bring them some peace as well. And uh, yeah, I hope you have an amazing weekend and we will see you back next week um, for your standard Trina Pros and Swears rant. <laughs> have a great weekend. Follow my mom at on Instagram at prayers and swears. No swearing. Follow my mommy on Instagram at greasy girl gone clean. Or <laughs> you can follow me at both. And if you got some value out of this podcast, please share it with somebody. Tag me for sure on the gram or leave me a review because that's how people find this podcast. Thanks so much. <laughs>